Welcome to episode 68 of Talking Dairy. Dairy NZ subsidiary, NZAEL, has recently made a new fertility trait update. What does this change mean, and how will it benefit farmers? Here to tell us more is Yi Cheng Oi from Abacus Bio, a vet and geneticist who worked with NZAEL to develop the new fertility estimated breeding value. And NZAEL quantitative geneticist Dr. Melissa Stephen, who recently completed her PhD on early in life predictors of an animal's genetic merit for fertility. They're joined by Hayden Lawrence, a South Taranaki dairy farmer who shares the impact a more accurate breeding value will have on his farm business. Today's host is Gerard Days. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about breeding values and a new approach to an old challenge, fertility. And it seems we've got a full panel here. Welcome, everyone. Melissa, if we can start with you, what is your position at uh, New Zealand Animal Evaluation Limited or NZAL? And what does your day-to-day look like? Hi, Gerhard. So I've been with um, DairyNZ or NZAL for 10 years now. Initially, I was working more in communication, helping farmers understand how breeding worth is calculated and how it can add value to their farm business. And then in the last uh, sort of six years, I've been working on my master's and PhD, moving to more of a science focus. And now I'm having just finished my PhD. I'm working with farmers and research partners to improve the accuracy of the breeding values that we're producing. Can you explain what NZAL is and how it's working for farmers? NZAL is a wholly owned subsidiary of Dairy NZ. So we're grounded in the same not-for-profit industry good core values. We've got three key roles within the industry. We're custodians of the national database. And so that's a database that we call DIGAD. And it holds all of the cow and bull information that we that's required to run animal evaluation and produce breeding values and breeding worths for um, bulls and cows. We're responsible for setting the national breeding objective for New Zealand dairy cattle. And so that involves deciding which traits will be included in breeding worth and how they should be weighted relative to one another. And lastly, we provide farmers with genetic evaluations for all AE enrolled dairy bulls, which allow bulls to be ranked against one another, regardless of the company that's marketing them. And ultimately, our goal within NZAEL is to provide farmers with the information that, that they need to maximize the rate of genetic gain in their herd. Awesome. Hayden, uh, you're a farmer. Please tell me where you're based and just a little bit about uh, your farm and your operation. Yeah, thanks. Uh, my wife, Alicia, and I uh, own a 152-hectare effective dairy farm in South Taranaki. We milk 400 cows here on a split calving system, so we calve two-thirds in the spring and a third in the autumn. Something a little bit different, I suppose, for us. Um, we're all AI here, so fertility and breeding values are, are very important to our system. So we do a, a four-week mating in the autumn and a nine-week mating in the spring. Yeah, so um, maybe if you can just expand about the importance of fertility on the farm. Yeah, so fertility for us, is it's not only important for us, it's important for the whole industry. We've been farming here for 14 years and we've witnessed a lot of change, um, a lot of it market-driven. And, and as farmers, we probably don't have as many tools in the toolbox anymore, things like inductions um, and obviously the cost of interventions all heading up. So that's why fertility is um, has become really important to our business and, and getting cows and calf is, is a very high priority. Yeah, big driver of profit, of course. Itching, what is your position at Abacus Bio? And if you can, what does your day-to-day look like? 
Hi, Gehab. Uh, my name's Yicheng Yes, and I'm a consultant at Abacus Bio. I've been working at the company for about a year, and I've got a background in veterinary medicine as well as genetics. And my whole career has been focused on dairy reproduction, basically. I do a lot of things as a consultant, but my main project at the moment is improving dairy fertility using genetics, basically. What is a fertility breeding value? Well, a breeding value is a estimate of an animal's genetic merit for a particular trait. Um, so a fertility breeding value is how easily an animal is able to get in calf. Or if it's a bull's fertility breeding value, then it's how well his daughters are able to get in calf. Iching, what does the recent update to fertility aim to do? Well, the new conception-based fertility trait is all about trying to remove selection for gestation length from selection for fertility. So over the past couple of decades, we've noticed that gestation length has been declining, not to an extreme amount, but it is declining and has been doing so for the last few decades. This isn't something to be super alarmed about. It's something we're seeing in other countries as well, but we want to have more control over the direction of this trait. And so we need a fertility trait that allows farmers to just select for fertility. So our first aim was to try and remove gestation length from fertility, and we have actually succeeded at doing that. We weren't aiming to actually improve the ability of the fertility trait to predict fertility performance in real life or the stability of the EBV from run to run, but somehow we've actually managed to achieve both of those things. So the new fertility trait not only has less gestation length in it, it also predicts fertility better and has more stable EBVs when we select young bulls and they get more progeny into the system. With the fertility update, what changes will farmers see in their animals' uh, breeding worth and why will there be changes? Well, hopefully we shouldn't see too much of a difference in the animal's breeding worth because a lot of traits make up that particular value. And breeding worth has a lot of other important traits like production and other, you know, milk traits. Um, so hopefully we won't see too much change in their BW because of fertility, but it might happen if those animals experience really large changes in their fertility EBVs. Um, so there's a few different reasons this might happen. Firstly, we have introduced a lot more filters to the data cleaning process. So we're making more of an effort to get rid of animals that I guess have bad data or seem a bit dodgy and so they shouldn't actually be in there. But we've also made an effort to hunt down cows that have bad fertility, which were being missed from the last evaluation. So some cows, for example, are carryover cows or have been culled for fertility. And instead of just disappearing from the evaluation, we are finding those cows and assigning them a penalty. So the worst performance of the other cows in their contemporary group. And that means that we are doing a better job of, I guess, accounting for those bad fertility cows in the genetic evaluation. Finally, I think farmers might see big changes if cows or bulls have extreme gestation length. Because we're making an effort to get rid of gestation length from the fertility trait, those animals might have a bigger impact than others. Hayden, uh, what will having a more accurate breeding value mean for you on the farm? So breeding values have always been a big part of the way we breed our cows, especially on, on our farm here. Um, so we look at more of a probably a breeding objective than an overall index as a whole. And with fertility, I guess it's always been historically had quite low heritability and obviously the influence of gestation length and, and things. We're, we're probably um, shadowing our, our view of, of using that index uh, to its full potential. 
So it's really good to see uh, the split now with gestation length out of that. So we are getting a true fertility. And I guess in the past, we've always used it as a, a bit of a box ticking exercise. We've used the breeding value as, as long as it's better than breed average. We've used, used that bull. But hopefully now with this new way of measuring it, we can have a lot more confidence in the trait. And hopefully the accuracy will get better. And that's only going to improve uh, the decisions we make to use that breeding value. Yeah, and I'm sure if we talk in a year or two years' time, five years' time, we'll see that you've been able to make certain improvements that you can't even predict now. So uh, that's pretty exciting. Hayden, uh, how can farmers help uh, NZAL achieve more accurate breeding values? Yeah, it's a real interesting one. I guess I've only been farming for 14 years, and I came from a, a science background, so so I'm a bit of a data guy. One of the things I um, didn't understand was the the quite poor recording of matings and carvings in our national database and, and herd. Um, it's something that I've always been pretty passionate about, data entry, getting those uh, that information into the system quickly and, and accurately. And that's probably the one thing, I mean, we're all the custodians of this national database that we've created and got, and we've all got a collective responsibility to get good information into that system. So as farmers, um, we need to take some responsibility in, in that field and make sure that we are getting accurate data to get good outcomes. Because otherwise, you know, we give this data to Melissa and, and E. Chang and they can't make the right decisions because they don't, can't have the right data. So um, really important for farmers to get good information into the system so uh, these professionals and experts can help us with our breeding decisions. Yeah, Hayden, there's some nitty gritty to remember with data collection or data entry. For example, uh, you know, if you can touch on the importance of, like you've said already, on accurate farm recording, for example, not recording all mated or carved on the same day as it flows back to bulls, uh, BVs. Just touch on that, please. Yeah, especially around probably the mating side, I guess. Um, we're all AI, so um, the recording of our mating is relatively straightforward for us. But for a lot of people using bulls, I think that the aid of wearables and, and new technology can really help in um, getting that data into the system in terms of recording. I think we sort of probably got that attitude. We put the bulls out and just forget about recording any any matings in that period. So I think that's one way using technology we can really help improve that data accuracy. And for us, it's, I guess, in terms of the carving recordings, it's about creating a system at the start of the year that yourself and staff all buy into and that you've got one source of truth. I think uh, probably on too many farms, we end up with um, books and multiple places to write information or record information. So one thing we use now on farm to record all carvings, um, it actually goes through a, through a WhatsApp group first, and that's the sole source of truth to then put the information into database and everyone can see that that calf's already been recorded. So we're not duplicating or, or doing any of that. And it doesn't matter who goes to the paddock to record that carving. But your data accuracy, I know we get tired over, over carving and things, but uh, having good, accurate systems set up is, is very important. And also DNA. DNA is really important in our business as well to make sure that we have got those carvings right. Awesome. Uh, Melissa, maybe you can touch on that also. The importance of a system, like what advice could you give to farmers, you know, have one system going or specific software or how would you do that? 
it's going to come down to like an individual farmer's preferences. Like some farmers will be happy using technology like WhatsApp or, you know, some other app like that. And some farmers are going to be much more comfortable using paper. I mean, that Hayden, like listening to you there, that sounds like an awesome idea because you've got it all. Everyone can be accessing the same information basically in real time. So yeah, I haven't actually thought about that before, but that to me, that seems like a great strategy. Melissa, fertility is a key driver for farm success. Can you just maybe let us know what's planned next to improve breeding worth? There's a few things in the works. Next year is quite an exciting year for us. It ends at AEL. So we've got our launch of our genomic evaluations in June of 2024. And so that's not just fertility, that's going to be all BW traits. And it'll involve bringing genomic information into our evaluations where in the past or up until now they've been based on pedigree and progeny performance. And so right now, um, CRV and LAC are both using genomic information to rank their own bulls and NZAEL's evaluations will make that technology available to farmers to use it to rank bulls across company, which will be a really important step forward for the industry. And then aside from genomics, we've also got some improvements planned for the fertility breeding value in particular. So like I Ching was saying before, we at the moment are calculating the conception date of a cow based on when she calved. And then we, we look backwards to see based on what her gestation length should have been, um, when would her conception date have been? And we look for a mating around that time and then assign that mating as her conception date. But that uh, method means we have to wait until she has a calving date for us to better, you know, back calculate it. And what we really want all the time, we're always looking for earlier information because we want to be able to rank animals as young as possible. And so the earlier source of, of that pregnancy diagnosis information is going to be pregnancy test data coming in. And that um, could give us almost a six month head start on that data. The next step for the fertility breeding day will be working with the data providers, CRV and LAC, and bringing that pregnancy diagnosis data into our industry database and then um, incorporated that into, the, into how we calculate the breeding values. That's exciting stuff. I always find it funny that I sit in rooms where a lot of people find that kind of information pretty exciting and I feel the same. <laughs> Melissa, I heard you recently completed a PhD. Congrats on that. Can you share what, what it was about and your key findings? Yeah, thank you. The focus of my PhD was fertility. And so this is a topic that's pretty close to my heart now. What I was looking at was whether we could find earlier predictors of animals' fertility and then essentially get earlier rankings for bulls. What we want, like I was saying before, is that we, what we want to be able to rank animals when they're very young. And especially for bulls, we want information to be coming in for all the different traits at relatively the same time. And the situation we have at the moment, moment with fertility is that we get a lot of production information for a bull when his daughters first get their um, herd test information coming in. And so we have a really good handle on how well they're going to perform in a production perspective. But that fertility information doesn't really come through until the following season because we have to wait for that calving to happen before we can really get a handle on how good they're going to be from a fertility perspective. So my PhD was looking at are there traits that are, we could measure in young animals, so maybe even before they have a lactation, that could give us a head start on that um, on their fertility sort of genetic merit. The two traits I looked at were age at puberty and anogenital distance. And so both those traits have been looked at in other species and a little bit in cattle as well to see that they do have an association with fertility and whether that, and how useful they could be, but not previously in New Zealand cattle. And so we measured both those traits in a group of 5,000 Holstein Frisian cows that were spread across 54 commercial dairy farms. 
out of that study, the key finding was that both of those traits can be uh, moderate predictors of fertility. And so they could both improve the accuracy of, of fertility breeding values earlier in a bull's life. When is that research finding its way into uh, data on farms or is it already there? Are you going to incorporate it in some way? Yeah, it's a little way away yet from the sort of national implementation level, but um, the next step for that research is to measure it in Jersey cattle. So in New Zealand, our um, national herd is comprised mostly of crossbred animals. So we've got um, Holstein Frisians, Jerseys, and then a big proportion of crossbred between the two. And so that first study was in Holstein Frisians. We really need to understand those same relationships in the Jersey breed and make sure that the parameters that we're looking at are a sort of stack up across both breeds and hopefully crossbreds as well. That work is underway now, and we've measured it in 5,000 Jersey cows, and we're looking at the data um, as we speak. Cool. A question for all of you, but I suspect it might be a very on-farm question. We're entering a space with a lot of pressure on farmers. There's political pressure. Farm costs are increasing, to mention only two pressures. In future, efficiency will be even more key. How important will breeding values that enable animal efficiency become in future? Hayden, do you want to take a stab at that? I have a stab at that one. Um, it's hugely important and I think really important for farmers to create a breeding objective, what they're actually trying to achieve so they know where they, they're heading. I know for us, genomics now plays a, a really important role in that. So selecting our keeper calves based on their genomic information through genomic testing to really build those animals that have the right breeding objective that we want to achieve and things like efficiency and fertility um, are, are all included in that. So again, it's uh, setting an objective and then I think we've got the tools now and, and they're building and getting better and it's awesome to see this you know, next 12 months um, genomics coming into NZAEL. I think it's a really important step to catch up with the rest of the world and what they're doing as well. So yeah, it's really exciting times to be breeding cows and uh, I'm excited about the future of it and um, yeah, I'm just really itching to get into it. Melissa, itching, do you want to take a stab at why efficiency will be more important in the future or are we happy with our on-farm answer? Yeah, I think Hayden nailed it. Yeah, I think Hayden did a great job, but I just wanted to add something. I think efficiency is really important, not just for, I guess, society in general, but also as farmers. We're always trying to get more out of less. So that's good for profitability, but also for sustainability as well. But I just want to point out that fertility is actually a really important efficiency trait. So we're always trying to improve the longevity of our animals, making sure they can get in calf on time and on a regular basis. And so hopefully this trait is one step towards achieving that. To the entire panel, thank you for your time. That was very insightful. And uh, hopefully in uh, a year, two years, five years, we'll have a conversation and look back at how this changed the industry. Thank you. Thanks, Gehab. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Talking Dairy. Check the show notes on where to go for more information on this topic. And if you have any ideas on future episodes, please send an email to talkingdairy at dairynz.co.nz.